to this computer. Okay, so fantastic. Welcome, everyone. This is the bonus Naturally Healthy Club session on naturally healthy, having a naturally healthy relationship with time. And I wanted to start with a quote from Confucius, a man from way long ago. He said, the man who moves a mountain begins carrying away small stones. So just, I love this idea on so many levels, but like, first of all, like, you know, if we want to make big changes in our lives, like making, like carrying away the small stones, doing the little things is what gets us the momentum and that's what gets us there. So regardless of where you are now with your relationship with time, just know that like you're going to like one thing that you grab from this can, and you can take that, that little stone and start working on it. And that will have a big impact on how you feel about time. Um, Okay, so our plan for today is I might just dive straight. I was going to do some coaching for um, for from some people that have posted in the group, but I think I might just wait and I'll do that on the next on the later call today, and um, we'll just keep this one strictly all about time. Okay, so so I think like the first yeah so uh, first I want to talk about like why like why we have time scarcity in the in the first place. And then I've got like seven helpful thoughts, time time thoughts. So basically it's like a, a naturally healthy time manifesto. And so these are thoughts that I actively think about time that really help me, have really helped me change my relationship with time. Um, and then we're going to look at some tiny habits for being intentional with time. So the thoughts are kind of like the, the manifesto will give you some thoughts and the kind of philosophy to be applying to your relationship with time which has the biggest impact and then the tiny habits are more like practical strategic things that you can be doing like implementing to to also have like to change your relationship with time and I've got some resources to share um so yeah I love like I guess before before we start on this like in terms of like the things that we're covering in this graduates month, the topics that we're covering, time is the one that is still a bit of a work in progress for me. Like I feel like um, I've done some like some work on it uh, over the last few years for sure and definitely have made progress, but it's the one where I probably feel the least <laughs> confident in. Um, or the, 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 I think that is the most, let's say it's said that there's the most room for improvement. So what I'm, what I'm sharing with you today is some of it is like stuff that I've applied and some of it is I'm still working through this myself. So I'm definitely not like a super time, time expert. That being said though, if I think back to like where I was say five years ago, before I even discovered coaching and mindset work, like my relationship with time was like really, really terrible. So where I'm at now is actually a huge improvement. <clears throat> okay. It's just, So why do we have time scarcity? Well, basically, you know, time is a, a finite resource that we only have um, so much time and we can do things like set a goal so that we can live to be 122 to give ourselves more time. Um, however, like even then, like 122 years in the scheme of things, when you're thinking about you know, how long the planets and asteroids have been around is is you know it isn't 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 very much um so yes time is a is a it's the only non-renewable resource that 
that we have. Um, but the thing that really creates scarce, our scarcity around time and our um, experience of time, because we can, we can, yes, it's a finite resource, but the way we experience time, like you will have, you know yourself, like there'll be times where there, where you'd be like really like, like a day will feel like it's going on forever. <laughs> um, it's particularly if you've got small children um, and you're like, oh my goodness, would this day ever end? And then there's other days that just fly by. So the way that like the way that we perceive time has a huge impact on how we feel about time and whether we feel like it's abundant or not. And the biggest thing that impacts that is our thoughts. And our, so, and that, which is why we're going to be spending a lot of time on our thoughts because, and that's a really cool thing is because when we change our thoughts and we change our expectations, that can have a huge impact on how we experience time. And it's not that we need to actually it's not the number of hours that is important. It's how we feel about it. It's like how spacious we feel or how, how, you know, how, how abundant we feel in our relationship with time versus feeling scarce. And so the kind of things that, that give us that, that feeling of scarcity. So, uh, um, so of course, yeah, like our thoughts when we're telling ourselves we don't have enough time, but then also like like there's other things like when we're overscheduling, we're trying to pack too many things in, and um, like we're just trying to like get like do all the things, and we say no to nothing, and then we've got like these overpacked schedules, like that makes us feel like time is really scarce. Um, another thing that can be huge is like when we're doing things that we don't enjoy. So when we're in like either not in the moment, like when we're, when we're worrying or we're, we're regretting the past or we're like worrying about the future and we're not in the present moment, like that has, that, that makes it like that creates time scarcity as well, because we're like, we're not actually in the moment to enjoy the moment. So it's like, you know, hours can go past with us spinning in our heads without us really, um, and like so we so we feel like we have we we don't have time another huge one that gives us time scarcity is procrastination it's like when we've like delayed doing stuff and we we like just we kind of flitter away our time on like avoiding doing something um that makes us feel like we have time scarcity perfectionism is another huge one because what we spend like because it, it can take it like we can get a good job done and it might take us an hour, but then that the, the, the getting from getting it to being from good to perfect, that can take us another three hours of like, you know, if you, if you're writing something like say you're writing a, a an email to like at work, you could like, you know, you could, you could get the email done, but then you can spend all this time perfecting so that then of course gives you time scarcity because you've like used all, all this time on that thing just making it perfect and then another thing that really um I think gives us that sense of time scarcity is when we're rushing when we're like when we're telling ourselves we're late and we're like trying to get to the next thing and it just you know it feels like oh <laughs> you know that that doesn't feel like when we're telling ourselves I'm, I'm late and I've got to get there and it's like so so really, yeah, just not fun. I'm just seeing she was in the chat. Um, I retired past January, and the, for the first time ever, I feel like I have a decent amount of time for life. A gift. I'm feeling more abundant with time. Amazing, Sheila. And it's great to like 
like appreciate that too like like when you because you can easily like I'm sure there's plenty of people who've retired and who that but their thoughts about time are that they're packing in so much stuff and that their thoughts are they're still feeling scarce about time so that's awesome that you're feeling but, but the new problem not problem it's a good problem to have is but how to make best use of all this time yeah you know what would serve how would I like to use this gift of time so I'll figure it out it's a good problem to have honestly Jules yeah exactly Sheila and it's like and rather than like it's an opportunity isn't it and it's I think and the theme that we're going to be coming through here is that really like the solution is just what we want to do is it's the same as with our food like when you're eating random stuff and you're not really putting any thought into it and you're not listening to your body then like that's when you can have problems with your weight and it's the same with our time when we're just when we're not being intentional with how we're choosing to spend our time then that's when we get, we feel like time scarcity and we feel like we're not um or if we're just randomly doing whatever that's when we can like feel like we're in time scarcity whereas when we are intentional with our time and 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 choose to like choose the things like choose just just spend a little bit of like use that intentionality to decide yeah what's important to me and and like use our time resources accordingly then like we get to this amazing place where it like where where we where where we have that time abundance and we feel good about our relationship with time okay so that's why we have time time scarcity plus you know it's just part of being human (laughs) human um so so the i think the um that we're going to go through some helpful thoughts, but I think the biggest unhelpful thought that erode, like that gives us this feeling of time scarcity is just telling when we tell ourselves, I don't have enough time or there's not enough time. And so I just want, if you remember like T E, like our, how thoughts work, like our T E A. So our thoughts drive our emotions and they drive our actions and that creates our results. So if you're thinking I don't have enough time or there's not enough time, then like the emotion that you're feeling is like you're feeling wor- worried, you're feeling anxious maybe, or maybe you're feeling overwhelmed or you're like it's stressing you out, you're feeling stressed. And then when you're in that state, what happens is like you either, like you can obsess about, oh my goodness, I don't have enough time and your brain starts thinking about that on, on repeat or you procrastinate and you like you like put off doing the important things and like you know scroll on social media or like or you buffer like so you do those activities to help you that that like so that you avoid feeling the feelings of overwhelm or anxiousness or whatever it is so you're like you might end up scrolling on social media or you just like just whatever it like you know random online shopping or whatever or overeating um, just to avoid feeling that feeling and so when you so you can see how like and then the result of that is when you're procrastinating or you're obsessing and you're not getting your things done is the result is that you end up not having enough time which then perpetuates the thought there's not enough time and you get caught in that awful like um, you know unhelpful thought loop and so what we want to do instead is like just and what this is probably the biggest this is the biggest thing I want you to take away from today is just whenever you notice yourself thinking that I don't have enough time or there's not enough time, you want to catch that thought and 
like and redirect it and the thought that I find really helpful to replace it with is this thought that you know I have enough time for everything important because that is also true um so and that you think like when you're thinking I have enough time for any everything important then like you feel purposeful and you also like it's a reminder that 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 to, of like oh yeah there are important things and not so important things so I wanted to focus my attention on the important things and like you just notice so if I have enough I have enough time for everything important it feels calming but it also makes you feel capable and like maybe even a little bit determined to do the things that you need to do so it's a very different feeling and it's just like that subtle shift in that thought is everything in terms of changing your experience with time um so yeah, we want to really just be this sneaky thought. I don't have enough time. We want to remove that. Like just whenever you notice it, just go, oh, hang on. No, we don't say that anymore. And just like delete and and move on. So that's the most un- unhelpful thought. But then there's also unhelpful thoughts like, you know, I'm so busy. I'm so behind. I've got so much to do. And so we'll address those as we go through our seven helpful time thoughts. Okay. so. This is our like naturally healthy club time manifesto. So I'll um, I'll just go th- go through them all, and then I'll like I'll read through the list, and then we'll go through each one in a bit more detail. So the first that I just mentioned is I have enough time for everything important. I am capable. There's no rush. Later equals never, which I'm looking forward to explaining more about that one. Um, I don't have to do this perfectly. I'm doing enough and this is so fun. Okay, so that that's our seven time helpful time thoughts. And these are all thoughts that I use on a on the regular in terms in helping me have my, a good relationship with time. So this first one I have enough time for everything important. Actually um Jen Choban in who's in the um staying actually healthy group she um, had posted that in the in the group one time and I was like that is such a brilliant thought and really it's this and it's really such a good antidote to to this thought that I've got so much to do or I'm so busy so or there's not enough time it's like yes I have enough time for everything important it just it completely has changed my life for thinking thinking that thought um so then the next one was I am capable and this that thought I found find, found really helpful when and I, I this this one I came across or I actually um, intentionally chose it when um, back in February March my dad was in hospital and things were like life was getting a bit crazy and I'd overscheduled the boys with all these activities and so we just had like this really like busy period and um the thought that really helped me through that was this thought that I'm I'm capable because I was like I was thinking like I'm behind I'm like I don't have enough time I'm not getting every, everything done and I was going into that that negative thought spiral but then I, when I would think I'm capable that would like just stop that negative thought spiral and it would connect me to my like the truth that I am capable and that I will handle this and that I will get through it and that also that you know I'm capable I can figure out what needs to like I can I can manage this situation I can get like I can I can figure out what's important get those things done leave the things that don't need to be 
that don't need doing and it just changed everything it just made it so much easier <laughs> so so yeah I really love that thought I'm capable and I just actually um, got some coaching at the time and um, I actually because I, I realized like I, in that when during that time I like would be looking at the like the clock in, whenever I looked at a clock I'd be feel like I my thoughts would be coming up about I've got so much to do I'm so behind I'm running late and blah 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 and so I actually um actually had a, a tiny habit for a while of of using the clock when I looked at the after I look at the clock I'm going to, I will think the thought I'm capable and I actually use that as an anchor so that I was thinking that thought intentionally um throughout the day like whenever I looked at a clock I'd be thinking I'm capable and rather than thinking I'm behind or I'm late and um that really like had a dramatic impact on my experience of that um that time when my dad was unwell and we had that and I was you know going to the hospital a lot so um I offer that that's actually a I didn't put that in the tiny habits, but thinking about that now, like having an anchor where you're um, intentionally thinking a thought about time. And maybe it's like you just add it into your belief plan. Um, but I found, yeah, like having that throughout the day, because there's a clock in the, in my kitchen that I like look at all the time. Um, and also just on my, when I look at the clock on my phone, I'd be like thinking I'm capable. And the more I thought I'm capable, the more I felt capable and the more like everything kind of came together. Okay. There's no rush is the next one. I love this thought. There's no rush. Um, and this is so good in like when you're running late for something or, but it's also good when you're getting impatient on when you're working towards a goal. Um, so, and feeling like, oh, you know, I'm, I should be further along and you get it feeling like time scarcity from, from that, that it works on, on kind of like the micro day-to-day -day when you're rushing for an appointment but also on the kind of bigger picture things as well so yeah just reminding myself there's no rush like if I feel myself rushing because when we rush like that just like that energy is really stressful in our nervous system and it's like stressing us out and it's like it doesn't matter if you're like 10 minutes late for the appointment like generally like the the doctors are running late anyway <laughs> um so yeah just remind you that, yeah Sheila if I can just, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you a question. I know there is no rush, but I know like, um, say I'm supposed to meet somebody at a certain time, let's yeah. say two o'clock. And yeah. if I'm meeting somebody, I always give like a 10 minutes buffer, you know, buffer for no, no, no. If, if I meet them it, 10 minutes within 10 minutes after two o'clock, you're still on time in my world. Okay, but okay. if the person I am meeting is like five minutes to two, you know, you should be on time, on time, which to her is early. So I feel pressured by somebody else's concept of time. Right. I don't know if I'm making myself clear or not. Yeah, so by, yeah. by arriving at like 2.03 or 2.05, I feel like, oh God, I'm late. I've wasted. It's, it's one person, like it's, happens with some people more than others let's put it that way but I feel like you know maybe they think I don't value their time um I I'm feeling really stressed out because I couldn't be here on the button and I'm I'm never early so I, I find that you know how to manage other people's expectation about time is, is kind of what I'm yeah, saying yeah 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 
That's a really good And it's one. not that, like, I value everybody's time. Everybody's time is valuable. Yeah. That's the biggest, you know, if you want to give me a gift, I say to my kids, give me the gift of your time. That's all I need. It's so valuable. But, you know, I don't want to disrespect somebody else's sense of time and sense of that value. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's kind of, it's okay. So this stress is like, so you're rushing to get to be on time. To be on the perceived time, to, to be what I think that other person perceives as being on time. Right. Right. Like when I say two o'clock, I, I have a 10 minute grace period. You know, after 10 minutes, text me or phone me and say, I'm running late because blah, 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 blah. But before 10 minutes, I'm just like, no, you're good. <laughs> Life happens. But some people I'm meeting, if you know, if you're 2.03 and you're late. Right. And then it's just like, right. I don't know if I'm, so I guess it's, it's how do you manage other people's expectations about time? I guess is what I'm asking without minimizing the value of their time. Yeah, yeah. Know. Maybe well, there is no answer. <laughs> no, there is. There's always an answer, Jill. <laughs> um, well, I think, but the thing is, like, it's like you can't change, like, their like their expectations, but you can change your thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And so, right. so you're you have a choice. You can either go, okay, well, I for the when I'm meeting with this person, I either like have my my like I could I, I could either stick to my 10 minutes is fine and I own that and I like and I tell myself there's no rush or maybe for this person you want to have a diff like because you like you know you want to you don't want them to feel like you're race like that, that you're disrespecting their time maybe like for that that person you like tell like you said in your mind you're like if, if you say that you're going to meet them at two, that you, in your mind, you think, okay, well, we're actually meeting, at, I'm going to meet them at 150. So you adjust the expectation. Yeah. So in your, your mind, mm-hmm. in my yeah. mind. Yeah. 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 So then that, 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 the, the 10 minute grace period ends at, at her, at, at the, at the agreed time. So then you're not, it's, it's, it's helping your, your, perception and then it's also helping the other person's perception right yeah so to just build in that buffer on the other on the front end to meet the expectation of the person I'm meeting I think is what you're yeah you're saying yeah yeah I just find it just adds so much stress yeah yeah no I, I think that's that's reasonable for sure yeah yeah but does it make sense that the stress is coming from your thoughts about it? So you're, it's probably the, yes. the, the thought is mm-hmm. like, I, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want, you don't want her to feel like you're disrespecting or that. No. Yeah. And, but the, but the other part of that without getting into t- too deep into the weeds, Jules is no, great. You know, my reputation in the past, I think I'm better now is yes, I was a person that was late. I can accept that. I feel like I'm better now than I was, but perhaps you were on Mackay time. (laughs) I didn't want to get into that, Margaret. (laughs) No disrespect. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, cool. So that's interesting, Sheila. Like, there's a 
So there's a, you have a thought about yourself that I'm like, I'm late or I was always late. Yeah. The other part of that is my mother was chronically late for everything. So that, that plays around in my head too. You know, I, I remember waiting at school for what seemed like an excruciating long time before she'd pick me up, you know, and I'd be like, come on. <laughs> so there's a lot of layers to, to that. Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. And I think like, that's good to recognize Sheila, like, like that, that's, that's what it's been like in the past. Mm-hmm. And also that you can, you don't like, you don't have to stay there. Like you can decide, right. like you can be intentional about, about, like who do you want to be like do you want to be like and it seems like you've got this happy like the 10 minute thing is working for you apart from a couple of people and so the easy solution there is that just in your head you adjust the 10 minute and then but and and then if you're comfortable with 10 minutes for everyone else then then you're like you're golden right right so build it in on the front end i think that's the thing to do Yeah. yeah But also like this idea of like I'm like I'm late or I, maybe it's like I don't want to be like my mother. I don't know. Like maybe well, there's that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a topic for another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole other co- coaching session. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like you get to choose. I think is the thing to like who you want right. to be in your relationship with time and also because I guess we have our, we have our own relationship with time but then it's like other people how other people perceive us as well based on yes and so it's like you know just again bringing the intention it's like how do I want to be like that do I want to be seen as a person who's usually 10 minutes late cool like <laughs> that's 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 great but then it's like or do I know do I want to be the person who's you know on time or do I want to be the person who's like random like you know and you but just you make it a, a conscious choice about who you want to be and then work towards that okay yeah, yeah no that's that's helpful Jules who do I want to be like I can choose my relationship with time yeah yeah and it's just and I think like building in and yeah, like working backwards from that so that like, and this is something that I'm like, this no rush, there's no rush. It's like, that's, that's, a, I've just made a decision that I don't want to be someone who rushes. And so there's two parts, two parts to me, not being someone who rushes. First is allowing myself more time when I'm going somewhere. So allowing a buffer. So rather than if it ta- normally takes half an hour for me to drive to town, which it does, actually leaving here 40 minutes so that I've got that 10 minutes. So if I do hit traffic or I do, you know, something comes up or one of the boys has to stop for the loo, whatever, I've got mm-hmm. that time. So then I'm not rushing, but then, it, so that's one part of there's no rush. And then the other part is if circumstances do happen that I am going to, you know, going to be late, then I just tell my, use that thought. I'm, I'm, there's no rush because it like because me thinking that that I'm in a rush and and stressing out about it doesn't help the situation like it's not worth it for me to be stressed and thinking about it from like okay this is just a how can I do this differently next time it's just a reminder okay I need to allow more of a buffer um okay that was really cool Jill I'm glad we we got to coach on that Um, thank you 
The next one is later equals never in terms of a, a helpful thought for, um, for, for time. And this is really helpful for like keeping a house organized, but all those little things that you just think, I'll just do it later. I'll just do it later. And because the thing is that sometimes we do come back and we do them later, but, but generally often we don't, or it just gets kicked, the can gets kicked down the, the road and you think like, you know, there's like, say there's something like on the floor in your house you walk past and think, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll move that. I'll put that away later. I'll put that away later. And then, you know, four days later, the thing's still on the floor. Whereas if you had it when you first did it, just thought, like, just put it away, like a two-second job, then it would have been gone. So I find this thought later equals never really helpful just for, like, getting myself to do stuff in the moment that otherwise I could be procrastinating about. So it's an anti um, antidote to procrastination. And the other, so I actually got this idea from um, Gretchen Rubin, her book, The Happiness Project, like years ago. And she had this like one minute rule that if it was a one minute task that she, and she was, it was in front of her, that she would do it in that, that minute. But if it was going to take more then she could do it another time. But if it was like, if it was like just putting, picking something off the floor and putting away, she would just do it in the moment. So that can be a helpful one for um, avoiding procrastination and having a cleaner house. Um, next one is I don't have to do this perfectly. And this is a really good antidote to perfectionism. And as I mentioned, when we in, in what creates time scarcity, us like spending like all that extra time to take something from, you know, 80% to a hundred percent is, um, yeah, you know, this is a, it can really, particularly in our in what in your work, can really free up a lot of time with just this thought. Like, I don't have to do it, do this perfectly. And what I would encourage you, if you are someone that like tends to want to get things done perfectly in your work or wherever, is just to experiment, do little experiments and see what happens. If you like, just and see, does anyone notice? Um, or like, and just like, so just do micro experiments because it can be like, I know if you're used to doing something to this standard, um, like you don't want to like just completely drop off, but just, yeah, like do little experiments and see how that, and just see how it goes. Like, well, what if I just, if I don't proofread it three times and if I just send it out after the, the second time and I'd like proofread it twice, whatever. Um, but just, yeah, ex experiment with what works. Um, to find what works. But yeah, reminding yourself I don't have to do this perfectly is is a really, and you notice how when you think I don't have to do this perfectly, it just takes the pressure off and you can feel more relaxed and at ease with whatever it is that's that you're thinking about. Um, the next one is I am doing enough. So this again is like um, a great antidote to perfectionism and also an antidote to to overwhelm because often the thought I'm not doing enough or I'm behind is what pushes us into feeling overwhelmed and um and also like the thing is like we can choose like so you can finish your day and think about be, be focusing on all the things that you didn't get done right and then you're going into your evening feeling like you failed and feeling 
um, like you haven't had a successful day because you're focusing your brain on all the, 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 the things that didn't get done. So I love this thought I'm doing enough because it focuses your brain on the other, the other pile of things that you did get done. And it just, it just feels so much kinder and nicer to be thinking, like to be thinking that thought that I am doing enough rather than thinking that I didn't get everything done. Because the thing is that even if you had have got everything on that list done, then you would be adding new things to it. So that, that that's like a hole that you, that you keep digging, digging and digging. So when you, but when you just make a decision that, yeah, I'm doing enough, whatever I get done is the right amount, then you can like, it just, just, you can take a sigh of relief and you can feel that abundance. Like you can feel that, that we can feel relaxed about it. And I used to have this terrible habit, like on the weekends, I would have like all these things that projects that I wanted to get done. Like, you know, I'd want to make some pickles and some jam and, um, you know, dig up my orchard and like I'd have this whole move wood and like go for a run and do all these things. And I like, so I'd go in and I'd finish Sunday night, like feeling like a failure because I was all these things that I didn't get done. I was like, I was telling myself like, Oh, I, you know, and it was really stressing me out. It was so stupid. So then I just decided, made a decision that whatever I got done on the weekends was going to be enough. Like, and that, that, and it didn't matter what it was. Like if I, but ended up spending three hours chopping like Turkish delight into tiny little squares to make a Turkish delight ice cream uh, that I wanted to have like, you know, really beautiful texture. That was great. <laughs> like it didn't matter because like whatever I chose to like, whatever rabbit hole I chose to choose to go down on, like that's perfect. Um, so yeah, this idea I'm doing enough. It's so, I love it so much. I even have like a sticker and I've got my notebook because like on my desk, it's like it has a sticker. It says I'm doing enough on it. Uh, so it just it feels really good because yeah it yeah it just it feels really good and my weekends are so much more relaxing now um, that I do that. Um, this is so fun is my favorite. It's a final thought on um, the helpful time thoughts. I have this on a post-it here, <laughs> um, and this is this thought. This is so fun is a brilliant thought for helping you enjoy the moment. And what it does is it just reminds you to like that wherever you are, like you can choose to be thinking, oh, because I could be standing here going, oh my goodness, here I am. I'm like 6 a.m. I've got to be like doing it. I'm like talking about time. You know, I could be thinking how boring, like, you know, whatever. Or I could be thinking, this is so fun. I'm going to like change people's minds and change people's relationship with time so that they're not stressed out and they're like having like, you know, feeling abundant and that's going to help them feel better about themselves. And that's actually going to have a huge impact on their stress levels and their blood pressure. And like, I could be thinking, I, so this thought, this is so fun is like amazing for getting you to find the good in whatever it is that you're doing, like wherever you are. Um, so really it's like this, you know, that mindfulness thing of enjoying being where you are and enjoying the moment this is so fun is the thought that helps you get there because it, it helps you look for the fun. Where is the fun? Um, and it helps you savor the moment as well. And the thing is that when we're in the moment and we're savoring the moment, then we like, it really has a huge impact on our sense of our perception of time because like, it feels like we feel spaciousness. We feel, abundant it's it's just a really great thought for helping change your um your your 
like enjoyment levels of, of your whole life. So, um, yeah, so that, that's our seven thoughts. So um, now I'm going to talk about like tiny habits to be more intentional or more spacious with time. And actually, um, Margaret and Sheila, if you have any questions, I should have said at the beginning, if you have any questions or you want like any thoughts, just, um, yeah, just unmute again and or, or type in the chat and we can cover them off. Um, so the tiny habits to be more intentional or to be more spacious with time. Um, the first one I've got here is prioritize relationships over achievements. And there's a really great book um, that I read um, called 4,000 Weeks by Oliver. I didn't write his name, name down. Um, and he is like a recovering like productivity time person. <laughs> um, and basically the whole book is about how he realized that actually what was important is our relationships and people and our connection, our sense of connection rather than what we've achieved in our lives. And you know, looking at when they interview people that are dying, what's their biggest regret? And no one regrets having achieved more. Everyone regrets not spending enough time and or not having, you know, not, not necessarily spending enough time, but not prioritizing their relationships. So um if you that book is a really good one to read on, on time <clears throat> so yeah prioritizing relationships over achievements um next one is a bit more of a tactical one it's a keeping a next time i'm online list so i actually have like just to the reminders on my phone in those those lists um i have a i have a a, a next time i'm online list and so when you get that urge to, oh, I'll just look at, I'll just see if they've got, I'll just, um, you know, I'll just have a search for, um, particularly for online shopping stuff. I just, instead of doing the, um, instead of scrolling in the moment and grabbing my phone in the moment, particularly if I'm with the boys, I just, I just put it on that list. And the cool thing is that then it stops that random scrolling. And of course, oftentimes when you go back and look at that list, like you go, oh, I don't really need to search up you know where to get a great navy t-shirt or whatever or, or just bunnings like a, the hardware store stock whatever like um but it just stops you going down those rabbit holes of opening up your phone and um and searching so it's a, a good one for avoiding procrastination um then the next one is like like having some sort of planning system and really like there's so many different options that you can do to do this. And I think this is one where you need to trust your judgment on what style suits you. So there's kind of two main ways that you can go about planning your time. So one is where you don't really like you're pretty flexible, but you know what's important. And so you just decide like, what are the key, three key tasks that I want to, or think, what are the three key, key three three key, key things I want to get achieved, like get done this week, and just know that that's uh, have them as your list, and just know that you'll like whenever you're thinking about it, you come back to like, does this am I getting one of my priorities done? Um, so that's a kind of like if you if you prefer a, like looser approach to planning, like that's a way that you can still have that focus and still know where you're heading but you're not you know locking yourself in to too much 
Or the other option, which I which I would like suits my personality, is where you actually, um, and this is it, it's called Monday Hour One. It was created by Brooke Castillo, who's a life coach. And basically, the um, I'll I'll link to um, her podcast episode on this. So if you want to um, look at into this system more, you're welcome to. But basically, what I do is like every every once a week, I just do mine on a Sunday morning. Um, I just like write a list of like everything that I need to get done. She she does hers on Monday mornings, which is why she calls it like it's the first hour that she spends of her week. Um, but it's like writing a list of everything that you want to get done and just getting it all out of your head onto paper. And it can be like life stuff as well as work stuff. And then go through the list and you cross off anything that you really don't want to do and that you're comfortable that like that if I don't do this, it, you know, I'm happy for the consequences. So get rid of any of the like shoulds and just only like leave the list of the things that you wanted to actually do and then schedule them on your calendar. So you actually take the time to go, okay, I've got to say I want to, um, you know, one of mine is like I do a podcast episode every week. So I have an hour that I schedule in every week. I actually have my calendar set up so that it's already scheduled in. And then like, um, so I do it on Tuesdays. Um, but I have that hour ready where I'm going to like plan my podcast episode and record it. And so I actually have that on the calendar. And so everything that you need to, that's on your to-do list, you find, okay, you estimate how long it's going to take you and you put it into the calendar. Um, and then you like have a look at your calendar and make sure you're happy with, happy with it. And I, one thing that can be helpful is that you also schedule in some like buffer time or some like if I don't get this done, I like plan B time. So if I don't get these things done on this, in this amount, in this where I've scheduled them, I've got some time where it, like where I can get catch up on tasks that don't take longer than I, I thought. Um, and then I just keep a running list for for new tasks as they come up. Or sometimes I will put them straight into the calendar. But usually I just keep that running list. And then the next. Sunday morning when I'm doing my planning I look at my list of my running list and then I create my new list and just do it all together from there so it sounds like a lot but then what's really cool is that like on like now after this I know exactly like I'm going to go for a run this is in my schedule and I know like so you you and it's I find it really helpful because if you just have work time and then you sit down at your desk and you have to decide okay what am I going to work on now then like that can be like anywhere from like five to half minutes to half an hour to decide what you're going to work on. Whereas if you just take this like time to schedule it all out and you decide in advance, then when you sit down, you're like, okay, I'm writing this email today or now, or I'm going to record this podcast episode now, or I'm going to um, you know, write this report or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really effective and useful system. If you like, that type of thing um so yeah but having some sort of system is great and you might want need to experiment with a few different options and also like knowing that yeah as your life changes like you're like Sheila's just retired like you know that your planning can can change and evolve um but having some sort of way to plan is a great way to feel like you're um you know using your time effectively um, okay, another tiny habit to 
be um, more intentional or more spacious with time is um, uh, is what's called creating flow on demand. And so this is something I learned from a time coach, Vicky Louise, and I'll link to her podcast episode on it. But basically, like you will have heard of flow states. And so when people, when we're in flow, that's when like time stands still and we're like just really in the moment doing it, whatever it is that we do. So like for musicians, it can be playing, it can be a writer, it can be writing. Um, and But it can also apply to work stuff. And studies have found that when people are in a flow state, they are 500% more productive than when they're not. So that's 500%. So you get five, like whatever that is, 500 more times more done when you're in a flow state. And so Vicky Louise has this podcast episode. I'll link to that if you're interested in like how to actually get into it, create flow on demand, like get into that flow state intentionally. And actually I need to read to need to re-listen it because it's mad when you do what she suggests. It's just a couple of things to set you up. You can get right into doing really deep work and being really productive in a really short space of time. Like it's kind of like this really cool um, hack to, to do. Um, okay. So yeah, you can go down that rabbit hole if you, if you're curious, but yeah, being in flow is so fun. Um, having an, I don't rush policy has been really great for me. So I, like I mentioned that before, I won't go into too much detail, but basically this is just when I notice myself feeling rushed or late, I remind myself there's no rush and just like that calms me down. Um, doing less and simplifying. So this is a whole topic on its own and um if you're wanting to like get into more like this idea of simplifying like living a more simple life and doing less then I highly recommend um following Courtney Carver and her blog Be, Be More Than Less like join her newsletter um but it's like really comes down to like just saying no unless it's like a hell yes so the social stuff for everything like for work projects everything if you're like, if you really want to do something, then if it's a hell yes, then yes, do it. But if it's a maybe, then say no, like get into the habit of saying no and just removing all the shoulds from your life. Um, and like, yes, that does sometimes you are going to be disappointing people if you do that. Um, but it's like, this is what, like one of the biggest reasons we feel, as I mentioned earlier, that we feel time scarcity is that we, um, is that we overschedule ourselves. So by actually being intentional and choosing to do less, it makes a huge difference. Um, so yeah, you can, that's another another whole world to explore. And it's the world of simplicity is really, really fun. I never regret simplifying anything in my life. So it is a really good investment of time. What was um, the name of that uh, person? Um, do more and less yeah her blog's called be more than be more with less yeah so if you search, google that but I'll, I'll put a link to it um yes just definitely check that out she's got some great books on simplifying and she's got a new one coming out um let's see next one is yeah like this is in terms of um in terms of our tiny habits like having a clean desk policy or a clean dining table policy I've just implemented and I really love both of these things so 
just because when you've got clutter, like it, like it impacts on your, like whether you feel spacious, <laughs> spacious or not. So a spacious, and I, what I've really discovered is like having a spacious environment helps to create a spacious experience of time as well. And by, so in our house, like I've got some more boys, they've like good stuff everywhere, but I've just, just in the last month decided to have a clean dining table policy. And so like whenever you like in the house, there's stuff everywhere, but the dining table is clean and it's got a beautiful bunch of flowers on it and it just feels really spacious. So that's one you might like to um, experiment with or like in your office, like having that clean desk surface is really good. Um, and then the other tiny habit that may or may not um, be helpful for you, I find it really helpful because I'm like I'm a scientist, I love data, but actually tracking your time um, can be really helpful. And whether and that whether, for most people like just tracking, I, I just track like the work time. So it's either, you know, am I working or not? And I'll link, I use a, um, a tracker called Timeula. Um, but since I only started tracking um, last year and the thing that I really love about tracking my time, my work time, like if I'm working or not, is before I used to feel like, oh, I'm working too much. I'm spending too much time like on work. Whereas, but I didn't ever really know like how many hours was I actually it was kind of just a guess. So whereas now I let I track it, I have a really clear, like I know exactly how many hours I did do each week. And that, um, yeah, like knowledge is power. So now I can, do, like now that I know that, I can make decisions about, okay, is that good? Am I happy with that? Do I want to increase? Do I want to decrease? Um, and just, yeah, like having the, the data is really helpful. And, you know, it, having the tracking itself only takes, you know, a couple of seconds here and there. So I feel like it's a good investment for me, but it may not be. Um, but another thing you might like to consider tracking is, um, another thing I track is like my work start time because because I like work for myself. If I don't have a call scheduled, I can easily be like, oh, just do this in the garden and oh, I need to do the, pull those weeds out. And then like, you know, three hours have gone by and I haven't started my desk yet. So I actually track, did I start work on time um, as a metric in my in my habit tracker just to keep me accountable. And it means that I do actually get to my desk on time most of the time. Um, and then another thing you might like to consider tracking is like tracking task completion. So I actually just rate myself every day on a, out of a hundred, like did it, how much did I, did I achieve what I set out to achieve? And that's um, yeah, just a kind of productivity feels good to be, be tracking that. So yeah, that's, that's it for, for time. Um, for time management so yeah there's or yeah changing your relationship with with time um and then so i'll link to the the resources that i've mentioned throughout this um and yeah like the key takeaway i want you to take away this is like don't get overwhelmed like you don't have to do it perfectly like it's always like it's any like any relationship it's evolving and changing um but if you, I was only going to do one thing, it would be to focus on changing your thoughts. And the, the tiny habit would be when I hear myself think I don't have time, I'll remind myself I have enough time for everything important. And that's enough. Like that's enough to change your experience of time. So, yeah, I hope you're feeling 
feeling that like capable and feeling like yeah like I can do this I can ha- I can actually be intentional with how I have like what I want my relationship with time to be so yeah there we go so did, um Margaret Sheila did you guys have any thoughts or questions before we wrap up comments you feeling are we out of time no, we've got two minutes. Just I'm just kidding. No, that was great. Thank you. That was good. Okay, great. And what what do you think you like? Is there anything that you'd like to implement, Margaret? Oh, you're muted. I like the um, next time you're online list. I'm retired too. So I find like, oh, I'm just going to, I just look at something and then 45 minutes later. Gone. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, I didn't go for a walk yet because I've been down several stupid rabbit holes. Internet <laughs> so I like that idea. Uh, no, I like, I liked a lot of it actually. Excellent. Yeah, I don't have to do it perfectly. That's always difficult for me. Uh, but if I remind myself, it's good. That's good. That's a good thought yeah. to have. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I also like I am doing enough. Yes. That's such a good thought, Sheila. <laughs> so good. And also, I like this is so fun, you know, to be in the moment and just really, wow, Favorite. this is so fun. Yeah. savor it yeah. yeah i love that yeah it, and for like for the little things as well as the big things it's like mm-hmm. even just like yeah when i'm going for like a walk and i'm in nature i'm like wow like or i'm on the monkey bars i'm like wow this is so fun like just just to savor yeah. it's really really powerful amazing well i did savor this time with jules and my cousin margaret oh. so i mean this is you know <laughs> this is a gift of time that i wasn't expecting so thank you yeah thank you I'm so glad that so you good. guys would be here amazing okay mm-hmm. well have a have a have a great week um yeah and next week we're talking about sex <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so we get to find yes. all this all the secrets that i learned from my sex coach so um ah, you know yes. jules i love it i love what I, you just kind of slide in my my sex coach like i love and i'm just like what did you just say? <laughs> like you're so good at just sliding it in. I love that. So of all the coaching I've ever you're done, you're our you're our food coach, weight coach, sex coach, time coach, uh, life I'm actually coach, just sharing life I'm coach. Just, I'm a life coach. Yes, <laughs> cooking coach. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jules. Thank you. Nice to bye see bye. you too. Thanks. Bye bye. See you. <laughs>